0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to a Sunday service. This week, we'll hear a message from Pastor Greg Pettigrew. We're preaching about wholesome families, you know, families being together. And then in the midst of all of this, uh, we're gonna start talking about what to do while single. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? But the thing about it, you gotta be single before you can be a family, right? Uh, We're born single. Uh, We're born into this life in uh, uh, singleness. (laughs) We're not born married. If you're born married, you got, I don't know, Set a royal record or something, but uh we're born into this thing single. But there there's still some important things about being single that, that has to do with a wholesome family. Right? And it's what we do while we're single that helps us to become a wholesome family at some point. But not everybody is gonna be a wholesome family. Uh this this is where uh this gets difficult because you know I, I struggled with my singleness for a long long time um and I, I'm gonna, I'm going to hit that in a minute let's 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 go to some scripture first uh, i I want to I want to share with you kind of what the what the Bible says about singleness. But before we get to that, I want to, I want to share with you kind of what, what's going on here in the, the main scriptures that we have for today, Matthew 19, 11 and 12. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. And actually verse 10, his disciples say unto him, if the case of the man uh, be so with his wife, it is not good to be married. And so then Jesus replied to them saying this. He, sa- he replied in this way, but he said unto them, all men cannot receive this saying, save they, the, uh, they to whom it is given. "...for there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb, and there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men, and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake." He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. Now, the reason that Jesus is is even talking about this, the reason he's having to give this answer, this chapter begins with with Jesus teaching and the Pharisees coming to him and, and tempting him. In verse three, it says, the Pharisees came to him, tempting him and saying unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, have you not read that? He which made them at the beginning made them male and female and, and said for this cause shall a man leave his mother, father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh whatever what therefore God hath joined together let not man put asunder. And they say unto him why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away and he saith unto Moses because of the hardness of your hearts suffered you to put away your wives but from the beginning it was not so. And so Jesus is is answering them because the the Pharisees of course they're always trying to trip him up and, and they're trying to trip him up in the instant. So they're saying, you know, what what what's going on with marriage? You know, can we get divorced? And Jesus is saying, what we know that God created man and and woman. He created male and female and he he had the the uh mindset of marriage in that, of family in that. God is a God of family, right? He's all about families. And so he's telling us that God created male and female for them to leave their father and mother to become joined as one. And when they become joined as one, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Uh, what, what God has brought together, man can't tear apart. And so the, the Pharisees then thinking that they can trip him up, they said, well, why did Moses write a, a, a statute of divorcement, write Moses, say that it's okay to get divorced. And Jesus says, Moses did that because of you. You know, God had this plan in mind. God created this to be this way. But man, the, the hardness of man's heart, the way that man does each other, that's why Moses had to write a thing about divorce. Is because, Not because of God, but because of you, because of us. Right. And so Jesus is saying, I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication and shall marry another, committeth adultery and whosoever marrieth uh, her which is put away, doth commit adultery. So Jesus is saying that the divorce ain't cool. Divorce ain't what we want. Right. God is the God of uh, of of togetherness. He, he's a God that said, we're going to bring y'all together. I created you to be together, to be a wholesome family. But then you do things. You screw this up. You mess this up. You, you jack this thing up by the way that you act, by the way that you do. And so he's saying even in that, you know, there, there's, there's if, if you divorce for any other reason than fornication and you get with somebody else, you're committing adultery. And so his disciples are, are listening to this and they're like, man, well, if that's the case, then wouldn't it be better just to stay single? You know, if, if there is a possibility of us falling out of the will of God, if there's a possibility of us going against the will of God, if there's a possibility of us uh, getting in God's enmity and God's wrath, which they already were because we were all breaking the law, right? He said, they're saying if that is a possibility, then we should just stay single. There's no reason for us to get married in the first place. And so Jesus then brings this up. And th- this is where the singleness comes in because I, I-, I think that Jesus is letting them know, hey, marriage is is a good thing. We want marriage. But the thing about eunuchs here, and and we don't want to get into really what eunuchs are, we're we're just talking about what this singleness looks like. This is a, a, a message about singleness. Jesus tells us that some people are born to be single. Some people are made to be single by the circumstances of life. And then other people choose to be single. There's nothing wrong with being single. Some people, that's that's the lifestyle that God has intended for them. Uh, Some people uh, are are not intended to ever get married. Uh, They are intended to live this single life. That's what Jesus is telling us here. That he that is able to receive this, let him receive it. We have to be able to understand this. Some people, and, and, and I struggle with this because I began to think that this was me, was, was born eunuchs. You were born to be single. God never intended. It was not in his plan for you to be with somebody. Right? Other people, because of life circumstance, we go through life and we, we end up having uh, something uh, terrible happen to us that causes us to, to get to this place where, you know, uh, marriage is not, not in the cards for me. And then other people choose. They make the choice. I'm not going to ever get married. I'm going to stay single. This this is how I'm going to live. And the thing is, and what Jesus is trying to tell us here is that you can be single and still have a wholesome life. You can have a wholesome family because in my singleness I had a family. In my singleness, I had my my family, my mother, my father, my brother, my sisters that God had given me. I, 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 I had family. It was a wholesome family, but I also had a faith family. And I can keep that as a wholesome family as well. We can, we can live in singleness and live a wholesome lifestyle. We can keep it, stay in singleness and live a lifestyle that glorifies God. And that, I think, is what Jesus is trying to tell us here. And so what, what does the Bible tell us about being single? What, what other than just, just right here, Jesus using this, this uh, scripture about eunuchs, what else does the word tell us? And I think the best way that we can see what the Bible tells us about singleness is that we look at one of the most famous single, men in all of the Bible, and that's Paul the Apostle, right? Paul the Apostle was single. He lived single. He said it was a gift to be single, so uh, I I want you to turn, if you've got your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We're going to get into Paul's writings about singleness because he goes into extent in in chapter 7 here about families and marriage and singleness and all these different things. And so as we look at this, I think we're going to be able to better understand not just what Jesus was saying, but what we can see about what the Bible says about singleness and how we can be wholesome in our singleness. Because again, not, not everybody was born to be married. Some people, because of life circumstance, will never get married. Don't get sad. <laughs> Some people choose not to be married. It's, it's, it's okay. That's what I think we need you to know today is it's okay. It's not a sin to be married. It's not a sin to be single. Sin is something that you choose to do in your marriage or in your singleness. It's, it's not because of your marriage or because of your singleness. So the first thing that we see right here about singleness is that singleness is a gift. That's what Paul says in verse 7 for i would that all men were even as i myself but every man hath his proper gift of god one after this manner and another after that manner and so you know, i think what what paul is telling us here because Paul, he said, hey, I wish that everybody could be like me. I wish that everybody could stay single. But that's not in God's plan. That's not in the cards for all people. I wish that everybody could because of what it's done for me, of the, the amount of time and service that I can give. I wish that you all would remain single, right? Because uh, you can find joy in the singularity of singleness, right? Uh, not everything comes in, in singles, though. Sometimes, you know, uh, we, we all know uh, that, that, man... Sometimes two is better than one, right? Two is better than one. For some of us, three would be better. But two, right? There's joy in this package right here. Because there's two. I'm going to find more than one right here. And I'm going to eat it. And it's going to be so I don't even like peanut butter. Who wants this? So there's joy in that package. But you're trying to tell me there ain't joy in this package too? Yeah. Huh? There's a gift right here. There's a gift in singleness. Paul is saying just because you're single, that don't mean you got to walk around moping around, living your life like it's the end of the world and like nobody cares about me and I'm just... You know, Paul's saying there's, there's a, singleness is a gift. There's joy In this, just like there was joy in that. I find joy in my marriage, but I found joy in my singleness as well because it was a gift that God had given me for that moment to be single. That's for you right there. Mm. Did you want that? No, it wasn't. I just... uh. Anyway, but you can find joy, right... There's a lot of joy in that. There's a lot of joy in that. It's understanding that God has given me this life, this life, this circumstance, this right now. God, is this a gift? Every breath I take is a gift from God. So my singleness right now is a gift from God. I should live the the singleness that I'm living in right now. I should live it to the abundant life that God has offered me. I don't have to uh, think that my singleness is a curse. I don't have to think that my singleness is, is something that's going to drive me into living a bad lifestyle because again, singleness is not a sin. It's what you choose to do while you're single that becomes sin. And therein we find the struggle of singleness. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 and 9. I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I, but if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. I want to read this again and amplified. But to the unmarried people and to the widows, I declare that it is well, good, advantageous, expedient, and wholesome for them to remain single, even as I do. But if they have not self-control, restraint of their passions, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to be aflame with passion and tortured continually with ungratified desire. And that's where sin can creep into this, this singleness that we, we, we deal with, is that we allow our burning passions to draw us out from being in the center of God's will for our lives. We allow these burning passions, these desires, these, these lusts that we have to draw us away from our uh, uh, oneness with God, our desire to seek His will above all others, right? This is something that... Uh, just, you know, we're, we're open here, right? We're honest. We're uh, transparent. That's the word that I was looking for. I struggled. I, I told you all, 42 years, you know, I was single. All this time, I, I you know, I, 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 I like women, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I knew I liked women. I wanted a woman in my life. And, and so I know that I'm called to serve God, right? I, I'm called Gave my life to the Lord, July 22nd, 2013. You know, began to, to, to seek after his face every single day. And, and there was one thing that kept distracting me. One thing that kept pull, well, not one thing, but, but this was one main thing that kept causing me grief and causing me a struggle in my desire to please God was that I had this burning passion. I had this thing in me that I, I, I needed a wife. man. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was struggling with this. And this, this is where a lot of us fall short Is we get in this struggle, the struggle of singleness. There's this, got such a desire to be with somebody else that we push God out of the way. We push God to the side. Lord, you, maybe right now this is my season of singleness, but you're wrong. Lord, you're wrong in saying that this is my singleness. You're wrong in saying that this is my season of singleness. You're wrong in saying that right now I'm not supposed to be with him. I know I'm supposed to be with somebody, so I'm just going to go jump with whoever I can get with. right? I'm just going to go find just some random somebody. I don't care if it's who you want me to be with. I don't care if it's your will for my life. I don't care what you're saying right now. I'm struggling in my singleness, so I'm just going to find somebody. And that's where in sin becomes a problem in this thing. We get out of God's will for our lives. We, we, we depart from what he wants for us. We begin to do what we want for us. We begin to seek out our will for our lives. We begin to do, to try to fulfill these lusts and these desires that we have, these burning passions that Paul talks about. And it says that, man, he would rather us stay single than be tortured with these passions, these burning desires. when. When we are so focused on everything else that we can't get our mind on God, when we are so drawn away by every time a a, a pretty girl or a a handsome guy passes us, if we are distracted by that, how can I ever focus on God? So there is a struggle that goes on in singleness. And this struggle's real. (laughs) The struggle is real. In that struggle, we find ourselves a lot of times not just falling out of God's will in that moment. We find ourselves putting a, a, a I guess pushing ourselves completely out of God's uh, favor, of God's eyesight, what, whatever. We completely get, Away from what God is calling us into. You know, we we stop going to church. We stop reading the word. We stop praying. We stop even thinking about God. We're so distracted. We're so drawn away. Uh, You know, James tells us that, you know, each man is is tempted when he's drawn away by his own evil desires, by his own lust, by his own uh, burning passions. We've got to get these things under control because, in that case, when we're in that struggle with singleness, then that's not what Jesus. That's not what Jesus is saying. It's okay to be single. That's not when 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 Paul is saying this is good, a good thing. It's not a good thing when you are sinning because of your singleness. You know, for me, I, I, I told y'all I struggled in my singleness, but the reason I struggled in my singleness was because I knew. I knew in my heart that God had created me and help me. You know, I knew in my heart because I, I, I knew from a young age that I was supposed to be a father. I knew from a young age that I was supposed to be a husband. It's the waiting. <laughs> it's the waiting for that to happen where we catch ourselves in that struggle sometimes. And you can't struggle so hard that you miss out when God brings that person into your life. We've got to keep our focus on God. We've got to keep our mind on God. We've got to keep our eyes on God. But at the same time, in singleness, we can find a freedom. There is freedom in singleness. And in verses 32 through 35, Paul talks about this. He says, but I would have you with, without carefulness He that is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. There is difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married careth for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely, and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. So, the freedom in singleness. Okay, in the struggle of singleness, uh, if you get caught in that struggle of singleness, there's, there's nothing wholesome about that, right? But if we, in the freedom of singleness, if we find ourselves in this singleness and we use what God is doing in that singleness, we allow Him to, to meet His will for our lives, then we have this time, this season, this period of unencumbered service to God. That's when it's wholesome. That's when singleness is a good thing. That's when singleness is, is, is real, man. When I'm in singleness and I find myself... Uh, there was a song we would sing at Righteous Oaks. Keep making me, and there was a line in it. One of the verses in it said, "Make me lonely so that I can be yours." And, and that 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 was something that I was. Man, I don't want to be lonely, man. I'm, 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 you know, because I was in the struggle. But when God spoke to me, He said, "No, it's in your loneliness that you're going to find Me." That's when I said, "Oh, man, let me let me be lonely. Let me be single because there is a freedom in my singleness. There is a freedom to serve God." Uh, undistracted, giving him my whole attention. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? That's when freedom is, the freedom of singleness is a good thing. It's a great thing because we are recognizing that God has called me in this moment, in this time to be single. And so I'm going to make the most of my singleness because I'm going to tell you guys what that word right there, what Paul was saying right there. He said, when you're married, you got other people to care about, right? Right? When you married, and that's, that's... I'm going to bring that into my sermon right now, okay? I'm married. I'm married and I got a kid now. So I got other people that I got to worry about. I got to think about my wife. I got to ask my wife before I can do anything. <laughs> Amen. 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 Amen? Amen. But can I keep preaching, baby? See, had to ask her before I could do anything. <laughs> but... uh you, you, you've got other people to care about. You've got your wife, you've got your kids, you've got these things. And though you may be seeking God with all your heart, right? You still have other things that are drawing at times, drawing your attention away. But if you are in this, single, this, this season of singleness, right, you've got this unencumbered, right, this undistracted, this, this awesome opportunity to get every bit of God that you can possibly get to serve God to your utmost to serve Him in every capacity that you can, but you go, you don't got somebody that say, no, no, we got something to going on today. You can't do that. Man, this was one of the things in my singleness when I finally got to that place where I was okay in my singleness, because God said, I've got somebody for you, it's just not time, right? When I got out of the struggle of singleness and recognized the freedom of singleness, I began to live a more wholesome life because I was so fully devoted to God. I was so fully putting all of my passions, all of my desires, everything about me was focused fully and and completely on serving God, meeting his will for my life, right? In that moment, the freedom of singleness was shining through in my life. Man, I was doing all kind of ministry and I was, I was serving God in, in every way that I could think of, every day waking up, seeking his face first, which you should do even if you're married. But it was so much more that I could give God in that moment. And that's, what, that's where you get wholesomeness in your singleness, right? Is when you get to this place where you recognize the freedom that God has given you in this moment. We serve him as much as we can as hard as we can as often as we can we're giving him all day every day unencumbered nothing blocking me nothing nothing distracting me allowing god to use me because god wants to use you in your singleness He's got something big in store for you in your singleness. not saying that at some point God's not going to remove you from this singleness. But right now, if you're in this season of singleness, recognize the freedom that you have. Allow God to use you completely and fully in this thing right now. You've got no worries. You've got no cares. All you can care about, all you worry about is serving God wholeheartedly every single day. That's when your singleness is doing something. Right? That's that's when God is doing something with your singleness. And then there is, though, a solution to singleness. Solution to singleness we find verses 36 through 38. But if any man think that he behaveth himself uncomely toward his virgin, if she passed the flower of her age and needs so required, let him do what he will. He sinneth not, let them marry. Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but hath power over his own will, and hath so decreed in his heart that he will keep his virgin, doeth well. So then he that giveth her in marriage, doeth well, but he that giveth her not in marriage, doeth better. So there's a solution in here, <laughs> right? Right? It's kind of a two-fold solution though because if you feel like me, if you feel in your heart that God has intended you to marry, that God has created you and help meet, that God has that in, in store for you, that's His will for your life. If you feel in your heart, get married. Okay? If you feel in your heart That God did not intend you to get married. That God has intended you to stay single. That things have happened in your life and you've recognized this is where God wants me to be. He wants me to remain in this singleness forever. Stay single. So we're looking for a solution, right? I just told y'all get married and stay single. What's the solution here? Where, where Where is the solution? You're telling me to get married. You're telling me to stay single. No, I'm telling you to figure out God's purpose for your life. I'm telling you to search your heart. I'm telling you to ask God to search your heart. I'm telling you that that is the solution in your singleness. Here's your solution. Whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you feel like at some point you should get married, Here's your solution. And I I, I actually mentioned it a while ago. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added. The solution to singleness is God, right? The solution to singleness, the solution to marriage, the solution to life, the solution to everything is a man named Jesus Christ, right? This is a solution to singleness. This is, this is what we come up with. This is our answer, right? My answer for everything for you right now, whether single or married is put Jesus first and foremost in your heart and in your mind. Every single day, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, it's all about Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Did I say enough what I'm telling you? I'm telling you about Jesus your life was bought with a price whether you are married or whether you are single your life was bought with the same price the blood of Jesus Christ right he he has given you this life every breath you take is a gift from God every moment that you're alive is a gift from him everything that you've got everything that you know everything that you are is all because of him he is the solution to everything That's your solution this morning to singleness. You want a wholesome family in your singleness? Surround yourself with a faith family that puts Jesus first. Surround yourself with people who have the same mindset, the same heart set, the same desires as you. Recognize the freedom that God has given you in this moment, the freedom to serve Him, the freedom to to, to serve Him undistracted, wholeheartedly. Nothing coming between you and Him. Hey, that's that's what this is all about. We've got to get to this place where we are not distracted by our marriage, where we are not distracted by our singleness, where we are not distracted by the things of this world, where we are not distracted by the cares and worries of this life. We've got to get to this place where Jesus Is all that we're worried about. He's all that we care about. He's all that we know. He's all that we think. He's all that we we, we want to to please. He's all that we want to serve. It's Jesus every moment of every day. If you're here this this morning and you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't have that relationship with Jesus, it's time right now. Stop wondering. You got to know that you know that you know. You need to know Him because when you know Him, there's nothing else to worry about. When you know Him, you know everything. When your heart is in His hands, your heart is right where it needs to be. You ain't got to have your heart uh, uh, trying to dole out a little bit of it to this person, a little bit of it to that person and I, I need her and I need Him. Uh-uh. No. All you need is Him. All you need is Jesus. Jesus. Put your heart in his hand today. And he'll take care of everything else. You know, I heard somebody tell me one time when I was at recovery, he said, you get this right and God will take care of this. That's where you are this morning. In your singleness, get this right. In your marriage, get this right. In your struggle, get this right. You get this right. All this is going to fall into place. So this